My name is Tommy, also known as The Fist. I am the official mascot of the Blue Lake Mallards. A lot of people say I'm the bad boy of sports mascottery. And to be fair, I am currently serving six temporary suspensions from different stadiums for some physical incidents that took place between myself and some opposing players and team mascots. I'm also currently serving a lifetime ban from the Calgary Cavaliers for a sexual incident that took place between myself and their team owner's wife. It is the 267th movie review show, and I'm Jeff, and it is 11.15 and 33 seconds in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time, recording live to tape here in the friendly confines of the home home office recording studio in parts unknown South Jersey environs. And you are listening. This is the second... um, Episode I've recorded a lot of cars going by right now. Typically quiet, uh, pretty fairly quiet street, and uh, a lot of cars going by. Also, the 700th and 99th episode. Yeah, I think I have numbered that correctly. 799 episode of MySpace the podcast. It's uh, Anchor.fm slash MySpace. Wherever you get your podcast, this comes out in podcast form along with other non-movie review shows on that feed. Do check it out. Uh, I am Jeff. Hi, I'm Jeff. We're reviewing the 2016, um, what you call it, uh, Mascots movie by Christopher Guest. And kind of fascinating in, in so much as I'm a pretty big Christopher Guest had going back to, of course, the great um, Spinal Tap, which he didn't direct, co-wrote, uh, and uh, starred in. And then, of course, starting with Waiting for Guffman, he has all these, uh, he, he's uh, got all of these uh, mockumentaries, pre- pretty much been the format he's worked with. And... Um, it's funny because he actually directed t- before Waiting for Guffman, nineteen ninety six. He directed uh, a movie called The Big Picture, and um, Almost Heroes, which actually came out after uh, Waiting for Guffman. So those are the two non mockumentaries in this kind of string of, uh, and I guess for your consideration is con- is not considered <laughs> a mockumentary. Uh, I haven't. I got to rewatch that. Basically, Fred Willard passed away. R.I.P. to Fred Willard, and of course, he's in. I think. I think in all of the mockumentaries, uh, I think all of the films, for, uh, from Waiting for Guffman onward, and I thought that kind of you know obviously Fred Willard was in a lot of stuff, and this is not necessarily a Fred Willard inspired thing it just it made me think about uh christopher guest movies and i haven't seen a bunch of them in a while and i rewatched waiting for guffman which i will review later what i'm going to do is i'm going to uh, in the process of 
uh, of my list, I've concocted this kind of master list of movies to watch uh, from uh, this point forward in my life. And I'm doing a lot of director focuses, I like to call them, where I watch an entire filmography, sometimes for, for the first time, sometimes uh, for uh, on a rewatch. And, and you know some some parts of filmographies I've seen all of um, filmmakers stuff, and then some of it I've I've seen none of it. So it kind of runs the gamut. With this one in particular, I I got to tell you this mascots film. I I don't know what it's almost like. It was I, I this is the thing I remember seeing Netflix. A little thumbnail before they this is before they had the kind of autoplay uh trailers which i I don't seem i don't still think i don't know how to turn off or if you can turn them turn them off and so when i'm on netflix which i I try not to just i've i've part of having the list of movies to watch is to avoid that kind of just mindless scrolling through the thumbnails and then hearing the, the trailers come on and that just is that is like a hell to me i can't my daughter does it sometimes and um on the kids tab and i hate it so i try to avoid it and i've avoided it in my life i have this and i have this great list i'm kind of I'm proud of the list it's it's it involves uh a lot of classic films a lot of kind of b movies a lot of these director focuses i'm doing a thing called every every one out of every seven movies i'm watching is a completely random chosen at uh complete random as long as I can find it, uh, if the movie that comes up on this, uh, I found a random film generator that truly gets uh, uses the IMDb database to create a random profile, a random movie choice. Uh, and so I've having discovered that was pretty cool because now I can do this true random thing, and it is actually true random. And uh, the next movie review, which will be in a couple episodes, uh, I believe the next movie review on the main. Uh, podcast feed it'll be not the next episode but it'll be a few more after that um it's going to be the the first of this kind of reboot of that but the funny thing about this let's get you know just talk about the but we're saying we are here to talk about christopher guest's 2016 netflix film mascots and you heard a clip at the front end of this program i'm sure uh and i didn't know this movie existed until Fred Willard passed away, and I found myself on the Wikipedia page for Christopher Guest movies, and I like scrolling down, scrolling down, and I'm like, what mascots? And then I was like, that's so he did another one in this kind of style, and I had I had no flipping clue. Truly, I, I had missed this one, but in my head, I remember seeing the dumb uh, thumbnail. Again, this predated the, the autoplay, so I didn't know what it was. And the look of the thing just screamed at me, this is a reality TV show, not a movie, not a mockumentary, not, definitely not a Christopher Guest movie. It's just the look of that thumbnail, the movie poster or whatever that was uh, available at the time on Netflix. I, rec- I can recall seeing something called Mascots because it would pop up a lot. And clearly this was, uh, I guess, a pretty big deal. I'm assuming uh, these movies are fairly popular and to get to get uh, to Netflix to produce uh, Christopher Guest movies, something I first of all I don't know how I missed it. I don't know how I didn't hear this about this movie specifically at the time. I have no idea how I how I met, how it avoided my radar until now. And and it, putting two and two together that oh that's the stupid thumbnail I saw years ago, a couple of years ago, and this is his movie. 
it's like, okay, I got it now. You know, put this on the old list, and then I might as well do a what I like to call a uh, back and forth rewatch, uh, which is I do the most recent, then I go back in time, then I go back to the kind of crisscrossing the, the timeline of a certain director, and I'm going to be doing that with all the Christopher Guest movies. So this one is the kicking it off the mascots review. And I've seen all the other mockumentaries, so I kind of know where to put this in the pantheon, uh, if you will. And who cares? I get it. Who cares about rankings and all this stuff? It's very arbitrary. It's very stupid at the end of the day. There are bigger fish to fry, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, and so I went in this, my expectations were a little bit, eh, I want to say, like, I didn't know if I had low if it was made better because of my low expectations or if I sort of had my kind of low expectations realized and maybe that, maybe that was a deterrent. I should have gone in with a more open mind. I tried to go in fresh. Once I saw that this movie existed, I was like, well, I'm not going to read up on it. I just want to go in and watch it. And uh, that's what I did. I watched it last night. And I got to say, it's not, it's not bad, but it's not, it's not on par with that you know, kind of brilliant, Stretch of films, um, <clears throat> the, uh, you know, starting with Waiting for Guffman. And, you know, there's only, there's, there's, there's less of them than you might think. You know, he's Waiting for Guffman. And, of course, he did almost, he did, did direct and did, but did not write the Christopher, uh, Christopher, uh, um, Chris Farley and Matthew Perry Almost Heroes, which I think I saw in the movie theater, believe it or not. So I am going to watch rewatch that as a as a completist completionist as I like to say uh, at some point in time. But you know, waiting for Guffman, best in show, a mighty wind, and then those are the three really big ones. And then for your consideration, two thousand six was the last movie he directed before this mascots film, and that movie I don't think is a. Um, Quite in the in the mockumentary style, right? I guess it's I guess it is considered a mockumentary. I haven't seen that since that came out, so I, that one's very foggy to me. I'm I'm hoping to rewatch that. I've that's the only one I've seen one time. Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, and A Mighty Win. I've probably seen each of those at least three or four times, uh, and I I think they're all kind of I don't know if any of them are classic movies, but they're all kind of excellent films that are I think. Do work within that framework, this mockumentary framework, as good as any anything. Uh, it's sort of a mastery of that style of filmmaking. Oh, sorry, I'm very verklempt today. That just ate a frittata. Um, yeah, so I this is a this is certainly a drop off in quality um, for a couple of reasons. And I hate to say this because part of the reason I got and down this rabbit hole to begin with is Fred Willard, but his character is it 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 has some you know I wasn't personally offended by the by these jokes, but it has some because I understand I kind of understand what they were going for, but he has these uh, little people jokes that are at the expense of a little person uh, actor in the movie and. It's a, it, I think they want it more to be like a riff of this buffoon because Fred, War, uh, Fred Willard's always, you know, he's the classic buffoon, dumb guy. And they're making fun of a, a guy who would 
think this way and kind of think and think to make these kind of comments, especially to the face of a, a little person of that, uh, you know, and, and so th that whole scene was it was a was a, a cringe the entire time, though, because it's just it was just. I, I none of it, none of it landed and a, a lot of. A lot of his scenes, I felt like that it was like, you know what, this wasn't that long ago. And in hindsight, really, it was like four years ago. He kind of lost something off of his fastball. Uh, that that said, um, you missed a lot of those old characters as well. So, you know, it doesn't have Catherine O'Hara, doesn't have Eugene Levy, doesn't have Michael McKean, doesn't have um, a handful of other, other guys who've been in there. And I think there's only a few, there's, a, there's of course, a few of the, the stalwarts are still here. Uh, Bob Balaban, a very small role is good. Parker Posey is in a, is in a pretty de decently sized role and she's okay she's 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 fine she's doing her kind of uh sad sack southern girl um albeit in a different phase of her life at, at this juncture and who are the other uh, oh, what, uh you know some uh some of these guys uh, i lose their um ed bigley jr uh smallish role jane lynch is funny in, in, a, in a smaller role and, but then a couple of these characters, like Chris O'Dowd, uh, who plays a womanizer uh, mascot from our hockey team in Canada, and I didn't, I didn't find much of that funny. I, John Michael Higgins, who is in all these movies, he's not especially great. His character sort of uh, this whole riff, they have this whole big joke about the gluten-free network, and the joke is just so. Uh, it, it there's it never kind of takes form so it's just it this this idea from this executive from the gluten free network is coming to watch this mascot competition to then see if he wants to then air 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 it in the future as a kind of a feature presentation like scouting the event and the whole thing is just sort of like uh, the joke is that like what gluten free is people are stupid or that's just the saying gluten free is funny i guess it sort of is but i mean so it, it didn't quite it seems to be it's funny that this movie is on netflix because it seems to be poking fun at some sort of idea of basic cable that seems 10 years old by the time this came out in 2016 with that whole joke which is this very spe specified uh basic cable world which you know i don't like that joke is at least 10 years old in 2016 right i mean i don't know uh the 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 reason that i'm giving this i'm going to give this a six out of ten which is it's a 49 percenter on ron tomatoes so not this movie did not uh do well with the critics i don't know uh, kind of netflix numbers put put up who cares uh to some degree sarah baker let me just make sure this is the right actress, Sarah. I want to give her credit. I don't know her name, but I've, you've seen you've seen her in some some things. Yeah, Sarah Baker is married to um, Zach Woods in the film. The and Zach Woods, of course, who I don't believe. I think this is his first Christopher Guest movie, but he's he's a uh, he's great. He was great in The Office. He was in The Office later years as Gabe. He's of course in Silicon Valley as a similar kind of character, uh, and here he plays the husband and wife. Uh, mascot duo with Sarah Baker, and I gotta tell you, these these two actors they make they kind of make the movie. Their dynamic and their scenes and they're kind of bickering. Like the, the the idea that a husband and wife would be a mascot duo, but then they're having these like very very serious marital problems. 
behind the scenes like that just is is a funny farce and that could that's a setup for a million kind of jokes and i i laughed out loud during their their scenes together and really kind of saved the movie for me in a lot of ways uh i thought they kind of stole the show uh so the, the zach woods and sarah baker kind of uh scenes uh a plus on that really 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 good okay that's that's all i got to say about this film i mean I, you know i don't like i said it's it's not going to rank in the in it's 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 a good tier two two or probably two or three tiers down from the level of uh, greatness of the three big ones, at least, and um, probably below for your consideration as well. And then not counting the kind of the two early films. Uh, and I think you know I was gonna say do I if I do do I do I have to do I include this as Spinal Tap? He didn't direct that. Christopher Guest wasn't the director of that. But do I? You know, what do you, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I, I should include him or not. Uh, or it could include that film at all because it was, Ro- I think Rob Reiner directed that. He just, Christopher Guest wrote it. Oh, I, I dropped into like Southern accent there for a second. It's a funny thing to do. Um, it's a funny picture here. Oh, he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis. That's, that's interesting. Well, that's the review, folks. We'll be back again with another episode. In the future, future, future. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Movie Review Show. Me, your host, Jeff. Just uh, on the back end here, doing a little postscript to tell you about my website. Filmforlife.weebly.com That's film, the number four, life.weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com and let me tell you, folks, this is a website you're going to want to bookmark. It's got all my written reviews. It's got all my podcast reviews. It's got the rankings by tier. It's got the director focus. It's got the Kids on Movie Classics. And it's got the blog where I'm just going to be posting all the old kind of archive reviews as well as all the new stuff coming out and a lot of stuff. In between, you know, I, sometimes I just want to have a, a place where I can just kind of let loose and, and blog about, about movies and about life. And so uh, I do implore you to go to filmforlife.weebly.com. Thanks. Thanks.